When history books are written, what will be the legacy of the West? How will they be judged? Will they be judged as a group of countries that were able to influence development across the world? Or will they be judged as warmongers that benefited from war, from selling war at night and preaching peace during the day? Well, nobody appointed the West as the big brother who should enforce discipline, yet when the night falls, they are the indisciplined lords. This is the 20th anniversary of an entirely illegal invasion of a sovereign member of the United Nations which threatened no other member of the United Nations in defiance of the Charter of the United Nations, in defiance of international law, in which millions of people were either killed or maimed or displaced, dispersed as refugees, and fanatic extremism was generated. Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and the alphabet soup of fanatic extremism cascaded all over the world. These are the achievements of the people who tell us they are exceptional. Hello there, hi, how are you doing? Welcome again to another session of our conversations. My name is Andira Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and also a digital content creator. And I make content around Africa, Africans, black people, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Recently, during the China-Africa um, summit, there were several conversations that were being had and outside of the Zambian opposition leader coming out hard against the West. We also saw David Galloway come out very hard against the West. His first point was, why do we have cases of the West thinking that the gatekeepers of democracy, electoral independence, justice and all that stuff, yet in reality, even they are struggling with the systems, you know, um, it's only the West where a country will do their elections and the West will be like, oh, that was not a democratic election. Or you put your leader in office and they decide, oh, we don't like this guy. We're not going to work with them. In any circumstance that there's a vacuum, either by default or design, the West will always assume it is their God-given responsibility to rise up and take up space, but not as a fair, objective, and just leader, but as a bully. Uh, President Xi Jinping said, no system of governance is universal. No civilization is superior to another. And no one country can dictate to the world. The problem is, the masters of war do not accept this. They brandish their exceptionalism, their manifest destiny. They brandish their system of democracy, which I shall briefly try to examine. They sail their warships around the world, threatening other people. They deploy their weapons and their military bases 
and the rhetoric of war and threats against others. Professor Sachs just quoted Aristotle and Confucius. Let me refer to the blessed Saint Augustine in his wonderful book, City of God, in which he describes an encounter on the high seas between Alexander the Great and a pirate ship, ordering the pirate ship to halt, Alexander demands, how dare you terrorize the waters as a thief? And the pirate captain, who must have been very bold, answers Alexander, how dare you terrorize the whole world, calling yourself an emperor and calling other men as you please. Isn't that the world we're living in right now? The saddest and funny and most ironical part about the cold-heartedness of the West and how they operate is that it's always profit before people. And unfortunately, Africa gets to bear the brunt of this insatiable greed by the West, but also people in Western countries are beginning to suffer. I'll give you a practical example. Multinationals are doing Africa dirty and even governments uh, getting into very one-sided deals with Africans. And that means that the trickle-down effect to African economies and by extension Africans is very little. If you think that that is where it stops, you're wrong. The same injustice happens at home and they do not honestly care about their people. You know, this poverty globally perpetuated by the West, facilitated, funded and enabled by the West. But there's also the same poverty at home, a product of design. It's their own fault. It's their own doing. And so when, when, when I see Western powers come out and they, they sort of have this all-knowing attitude, it always baffles me because, okay, you want to say something about the poverty in Africa, the homelessness, the poor state of healthcare, look in your backyard. Just look in your backyard. The same, if not worse, is happening. Let's take a practical example, homelessness. Many people who struggle with poor housing in Africa, it's in urban areas, but in their rural homes, they have homes. They just go to urban areas to look for employment. In America, if you're homeless, you have nowhere else to go. That is it. You're out in the streets in a tent. You're living there. Why? A product of their own design. We eating in our Western democracy. Well, less and less is the first answer. We are going backwards while China is going forwards. China is raising people out of poverty. Our system is putting people into poverty. France is in flames. Britain is shivering with cold with an increase in energy bills in households of four times, four times the cost of heating this year as compared to last. 
in the United States, 80 million people have no health insurance. They talk about human rights. Where is the human right to a job in Western countries? Where is the human right to a house? Ask the growing numbers of people living in tents in San Francisco and in many other parts of the United States. Where is the human right to health? The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Or to use a Chinese saying, what is the point of a cat, black or white, if it doesn't catch any mice? Your system is the one that is moving forward. Therefore, to what extent is our democracy superior to yours? Because we have the form of elections. His Excellency, the Prime Minister, former Prime Minister of Thailand, said there was increasing polarization in Western democracies. But I beg to differ. Actually, in Western democracies, we have two cheeks of the same backside, two sides of the same coin. Sure, you can vote for this party or that party, but both parties stand for the same thing, have the same program, essentially of neoliberal economics and imperialism abroad. What kind of choice is that? As I heard a wise man, Chinese man, say on television, in China you cannot change the party, but you can change the policies. In Western democracies you can change the party, but you cannot change the policies. It's 25 years since I last spoke in Beijing, so long ago that the present foreign minister of China was one of my audience taking notes at my speech. The kind of development we have seen in China over these 25 years. And that is not only the achievement. David is shaking the table. David is shaking the table and he asks, if you look at the track record of Western countries, the influence and the impact that they've had on African countries, what, or even like the Middle East, what is their track record? How does their rep sheet look like? What can they say they're proud of? What, what, what can they be proud of outside of war, outside of chaos, outside of extrajudicial killing, and outside of sponsoring coups? What can they be proud of? The kind of development we have seen in China over these 25 years, particularly over the last decade, is a lesson to other so-called democracies. We live in a world where some countries arrogate to themselves the power of diktat. What a contrast with China. This is the first day of Ramadan. I have all of my life been closely associated with the Arab world, with the broader Muslim world. 
China achieved more in the last few weeks in bringing together Saudi Arabia and Iran, the schools of the Sunni and Shia branches of Islam, China achieved more in the last few weeks than decades of Western domination, including as my good friend, His Excellency, Senator from Pakistan, reminded us this is the 20th anniversary of an entirely illegal invasion of a sovereign member of the United Nations which threatened no other member of the United Nations in defiance of the Charter of the United Nations, in defiance of international law, in which millions of people were either killed or maimed or displaced, dispersed as refugees, and fanatic extremism was generated. Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and the alphabet soup of fanatic extremism cascaded all over the world. These are the achievements of the people who tell us they are exceptional. These are the achievements of the people who tell us it's their way or the highway. Well, I think I speak for a growing number of people who do not yet know, and we must work to tell them what whole process democracy, whole process people's democracy means. They don't yet know that, but they do know their own democracy isn't working because it isn't producing anything for them and it is sowing not just disharmony but hatred, violence, bloodshed and war around the world. Our friend in the best of all these good speeches that have been made today from Zambia made this point so powerfully. Those who have been identified with the gravest injustices lecture the rest of us on justice. They tell us about a rules-based order which they invented, which means their rules, which they order us to obey. That period is coming so quickly to an end. Yes, changes are underway that haven't been seen for a hundred years. Yes, there are decades when nothing happens, but there are weeks when decades happen. We have just witnessed one of those weeks. And may we experience much more of it. I'll see you again next time. Same place. Um, and remember to like this video, share with a friend, and drop down a comment below. I'll see you again next time.